right, here we go. Sarah here. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. And today feels like an exciting, a special episode. It is actually our 100th episode. And I don't know, that feels... It feels crazy because I feel like we started it so long ago and like, I don't know, like maybe we should be even further ahead. Like I know I haven't always been the most consistent. We've taken time off, but it still feels like, oh God, it feels like we've been doing this for so long, right? It feels like I've had like a thousand episodes, whereas I also still feel just really fresh at this and new at this. And it feels so, the memories of starting the podcast feel so very fresh to me. And so I was trying to think about what do I talk about on the hundredth episode? Like I literally even emailed Gretchen and I was like, can you give me some ideas? Can you, or can you look up ideas? Like what do people do for their hundredth episode? Is there anything exciting that we could do? And so obviously I could sit here and I could give you a list of 100 lessons that I learned. And I'm like, okay, well that would take obviously forever, especially the way that I talk. We'd be, you know, that'd be like a 20 part series. So I don't know. Again, like all this week, all this weekend, I was thinking about it. And today I felt like I wanted to actually go back and listen to my first episode. And uh, I just did that. I listened to the second episode as well, because again, it, it feels like no time at all has passed. Whereas again, that feels so long ago at the same time. And so, I don't know, and just listening to it, what I wanted to share with you today, vulnerably, honestly, I wanted to go through 10, I have a list of 12. I'm probably going to share 10 with you, but 10 of the things that I wish that I could kind of like shake that girl, right? That girl from years ago um, and let her know, make her understand, whisper in her ear and like kind of give her some glimpse into the future and what she didn't know at that point. Because it was funny, I listened to the first episode and as I went to turn it on, I was like, do I not want to do this? I, I was afraid that I was going to feel like cringy or like I was not going to be as proud of like what I said. And I, I don't know why I would feel that way, but I, I don't know. Again, I was just like this like weird feeling of I I feel like I'm so different from the person who recorded that first episode. So I was like a little bit nervous. And then I was listening to it personally, side note, I feel like I know that I talk fast, right? I'm from Jersey. I know I talk fast, but I was listening to that first episode and I feel like I talked way faster back then. And I always listen to podcasts on like basically double the speed, but I was like, holy shit. Like I was so, I was so fast. And so I wonder, I don't know. I wonder if you noticed that, that like I'm still fast, but I'm not as fast as I used to be. But, um, it, and I, I was listening to it. And again, just wanting that girl to, I, I was proud of who that girl was while at the same time, I feel like there's so much that has changed and so much that has shifted and healed for the better that like, I also, I'm just like, you know, I wish I could go back and of course share so many things with her. So my hope uh, is because I can't talk to her. I can talk to you and I can talk to you now and hopefully share some things that were valuable lessons over the past few years for me. And again, therefore, hopefully for you as well. And so the first thing is something that I've said to you many times, but I want to reiterate here is like, just do it and do it messy and let that be okay. You know, when I was, again, listening to that first episode, I wanted to launch a podcast for years before that, right? Years before finally actually doing it. And I got so caught up for so long in things like, well, what is my introduction introduction gonna be? And, you know, the music, the what am I gonna say? So on and so forth. And at that point, I don't know, like I just didn't want to get involved with editing or, or whatever it was. Like I made it into this much bigger thing. And 
when I launched it, if some of you remember, which side note, if you are new here, the podcast used to be called She's Unstoppable. But when I launched She's Unstoppable, I, again, it was as raw as could be. I got started, said hello, no intro music, whatever it was. And I just went into it, right? No, no outro, anything. And that was something that was so scary for me or such a big deal. It was something that I felt like I should have. And then I finally just decided to like pull the trigger and go for it. And I can't even tell you how many people would say to me, thank you so much for not having an intro. I can't stand when I have to sit there and listen to a whole intro before they get into the point, whatever it is. And not to criticize that because I think there, there's, there are pros and cons to it. But it was just funny for me to like hear over the years that that was actually a positive thing for so many people. Whereas like that was the thing that was holding me back for so long, right? And the other thing that came up for me when I was listening to the first episode is, I don't, I don't know if I ever shared this with you guys. I, it was for, it was right when I had moved to LA, right? I hadn't been here very long and I was still living in an Airbnb at that time. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to stay here, blah, blah, blah. And not that it was like that noisy, but I was so panicked and so obsessive about sound quality and not even, I shouldn't even say sound quality, but like, I didn't want, I don't know, a dog barking down the street, like down the block, like you could barely hear it, but like that freaked me out. And I remember I spent money to go and record episodes in freaking WeWork in West Hollywood. And like, cause they had this brand new, whatever wing and it had like private podcast studios. And I'm just saying that because it makes me laugh so much that like, I was literally, I remember one time literally stopping the recording of an episode because I thought you could hear the garage in that building open up when another car, car was parked in their car. And of course you could barely hear anything, but I was so, again, obsessed, obsessive. And I was so, I shouldn't even say obsessive. I was so scared. I was so afraid to be imperfect or to get it wrong. And now that just feels laughable. Like it just seems like, again, like, of course, like audio quality, I'm going to do my best here, but I'm also not going to be so obsessive as if, oh my God, there's a dog barking in the background. And I could fuck everything up. That's just, that's just silly. Like it's so outrageous. And so I feel like those points for most of you are going to be obvious points, right? But I also know what was my first episode, right? Like me obsessing over that. It might be something else for you right now. Maybe it's your first event. Maybe it's your newer higher ticket package, your new website, whatever it is. We're so again, conditioned or we're so when we're nervous and something's a big deal to us, it's important to us. It's so natural and so normal for us to like re overthink it and make sure that we're getting every single detail, right? Otherwise we could fuck it up. And I just want to remind you here that doing things messy is okay. You're going to grow. You're going to learn, but you putting your dreams, the things that you really want to do on the pedestal, it's just a fucking waste of time, right? Get into it. You're going to learn more by going than you ever would by trying to guess the right way to do things. And so again, I just want to remind you with everything, right? Just jump in and just do it messy. And so the second part of this, the second point, since it kind of connects, I'll, I'll bump it up to number two here is that I just want to remind everybody what a big difference knowledge and actually knowing are right? You can take all the courses, you can learn all the things you can, you know, be my former self, or you're trying to read everything about podcasting or listen to this person's podcast and try to gain, to gather all the data, all the information again, to get it right. But nothing teaches you, nothing allows you to actually know something more than actually doing it, right? You have to get your hands dirty in order to do something well. And I feel like that is, again, such a basic point. And so you might be somebody who's almost rolling your eyes at that point. But 
I just want to say here, I am, you know, 10 years into owning this business, right? Millions of dollars made. I have a lot to be proud of. I have a lot of successes to my name in big and small ways, right? And I'm in this place right now where I want to do all these bigger things and I have been scared to like do things the wrong way or I have been wanting to make sure that I know the entire long-term game plan or I want to make sure that I get everything right in this next phase, this next chapter that I'm entering into. And of course there's validity to that, right? Like I always think that like intention is really important, but I had a call with somebody on Friday. We were talking about a lot of press stuff and I feel like I'm not going to go into this right now, but in a nutshell, we started talking about things that I've always wanted to do, but I've never really kind of opened up or owned even for myself that angle of things that I wanted to do before. And it's been right in front of my face, but it's, I don't know, I guess there was fear around me owning it. And us just having this conversation about how easy it is to actually get started and start making moves in the right, in the right direction, that will again, always get you to the place where you're supposed to go. And that will allow you to actually figure things out versus the way in which so many of us plan and plan and think and think, right? We just sit on knowledge or again, we gather that knowledge instead of actually putting it into action and then actually knowing, right? Knowing how things work can only happen when you're actually taking action and you're putting yourself out there and you're doing the things. And so I just want to remind everybody, right? I, like I said, I am sure that, like I said, there are some of you that are sitting there like rolling your eyes, like no shit, Sarah, we know we have to take action. But I also know and would bet on it that every single person, if you are that person is rolling your eyes, you have something that you've been thinking about, dreaming about that you're still not moving on right? And so again, I just want to encourage you here that it's okay to recognize that like, like I said, step number one, do it messy, but also that you are never going to know until you do it. And so stop putting your emphasis and time and energy into planning. And like I said, gathering information and just fucking do it, right? Just fucking do it. The third thing, and that I would again say to myself, and I want to say to you here is, and there's a similar point, but shoot your shot. Now, I went to Miraval a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if I've mentioned it before, I fucking love Miraval. Uh, don't know if you've ever heard that from me before, but I fucking love Miraval. And I was on the way home and just from like a magical trip, like I was surrounded by, like, again, my favorite place, but I was also surrounded by beautiful genius girlfriends that lifted me up and, and me as well to them, I hope. And like, we just, again, we had this like magical time. And so I'm on the way home and I'm just like reflecting on some things. And it's again, this feeling when you're around people who really encourage you that like you could do anything. I was really sitting there like feeling like on top of the world. Right. And again, like I was saying, there's all these things that I want to do and you know, we've been making progress towards, but I feel like there's this big, I don't know, wall about to be broken down, if you will. And so I challenged myself uh, last week or whatever it was, two weeks ago. I was like, shoot your shot, Sarah. Every single day for 30 days, this, this is how this is how I do things with myself, right? Like I do things like 30 day challenges with you guys, but like I literally do it with myself as well. I'm like 30 day shoot your shot challenge where like every single day for 30 days, you are taking action on something that has been on the shelf, like on the pedestal for you. And you're just doing it. You're ripping off the bandaid. You're not making it that big of a deal. And you're not going to keep saying, you know, someday, someday, right? 
And so just as some a couple examples, I've reached out to some really big names when it comes to like being on my podcast. I got some things moving in the right direction when it came to just some retreats. And, and that's a whole other story that I shared with the insiders community. But even I, I didn't even mean to do this because this is not a, I don't know, this is not like a dream or a goal of mine, but I wound up, this is, this is again, a longer story, but I feel much more confident and much more okay right now with gaining more visibility. Like not only that, but I'm more excited to like actually be more visible. Whereas many of you know, like for a long time, my comfort zone was hidden in my Facebook group. Right. And so I'm in this place where I'm like really, I don't want to say craving, but I'm more excited for like big visibility. And so I don't even know what it was, but like I was feeling called the other day to like look through some casting websites. I'm in, you know, LA. And so my point is, is like, it's not like a dream of mine to be on a reality show or be in a movie, anything like that. Like that, that's really not the dream. Like I want to be highly influential, right? But like being famous or like I don't know, being again on a show, something like that. Like that's not necessarily my dream. But so I was like looking through the casting calls. And again, I was just like fucking around. Like I was just looking through and I found this, I'll I'll share more with you as the process goes, but I found this, uh, casting call for like this, not a reality show as much as it's like a competition show. Uh, and it's a competition show that is right up my alley, right up my alley. Like literally I had my second interview with them last week. Uh, you had to get like a 60% to go on to the next round, I think it got like 85% or like 90, I would say. And like, I was just like totally in my zone and the cash prize is like this huge amount of money at the end. And so who knows what'll happen with that? I'm not really sure, but the point in sharing this, and again, the point in me wishing I could kind of share this with Sarah who started this podcast is again, shoot your fucking shot. So many of us are so afraid of rejection or we're so afraid of, like we don't, We don't shoot the shot. We don't take a chance because not taking a chance and then feeling like, oh, we didn't try feels better than trying and it not working out. I am really, I'm always trying to be so clear about this that I never want to say this in like this way. I'm like bypassing real situations or anything like that. But I'm really, really, really in this place that I am like so surrendered when it comes to like everything happens when it's supposed to. If I go out for this show, this thing, and it doesn't work out the way that I wanted it to, I, I, it was not supposed to happen. I really feel like so clear about that. If, if for no other reason to like save my sanity, even it's like, it's funny where like, I'll be on, I don't know, even the dating apps. Right. And like, Sometimes maybe you swipe too fast and there are moments where I'm like, oh my God, like what if that was, that could have been my person. Like, I don't really say that, but it's like a subconscious thought. I'm like, no, I would never miss my person. I I just, I just know that wouldn't happen. And so again, I'm saying that because we, I think those of us who own businesses, of course, we're, we're used to being in control. We're used to creating outcomes that we want. And so being disappointed is the worst possible feeling that we could actually experience. And so many of us avoid that disappointment at all fucking costs. And so it's easy to sit there and say, okay, one day I'm going to start reaching out to these types of people to be on my podcast. One day I'm going to start going after these types of experiences. And then day by day, week by week, month by month goes by and we haven't moved towards any of those things. And so like, it's just been this beautiful moment for me to like, again, take these small actions that really in in the grand scheme of things don't take that long. Like I sent a pitch to somebody to be on my podcast who's on a Netflix show. And like I was, I, I sent an email, the email took five minutes. I heard back from their publicist 
the next day, it, it doesn't have to be this dramatic thing. And again, that was something that I had, again, on, on the pedestal for so fucking long. And meanwhile, it took five minutes of action to actually make some progress. And even if it doesn't work out, what it did for my confidence, what it did for my self-esteem to be moving in that right direction, that's everything, right? And so again, for that girl, for you, I want to remind you here that it is worth moving on the things that you want and you don't have to wait till the, for the perfect circumstances. You don't have to protect yourself, right? It's a situation where, it, like I said, I never want to like bypass very real situations and be like, oh, everything happens for a reason. But if we're talking about something like pitching somebody to be on your podcast, right? Like we're not talking life or death situations here. Shoot your shot. Take the fucking chance. Nobody will die. It will not be the end of the world if you attempt to do this thing and it doesn't work out. That means that something bigger or better was on its way for you or there was a better time for it to happen, right? But I want for, again, more of us, more of you to like stop sitting on the dream and stop saying someday and get into this place where you can, you know, take action and move towards them, but also surrender to it and trust that it's going to work out the way that it's supposed to, right? The, what is it? The fourth thing, I'm moving these around as I talk. So forgive me if I'm uh, mis misnumbering them. The fourth thing, a similar thing is let go of control. I... I mean, this is something that I very much still am working on, on a daily, if not hourly basis, right? Like this is not my area of expertise. This is not something that I am naturally good at. I am somebody who has been, you know, used to being in control. Not, so if you had said that to me years ago, I would have been like, no, like I'm not controlling or I'm not somebody who like needs to be in control. And there, there's still part of that that's true but I'm very self-protective, right? And it's like, I know how to create the results that I want in, in situations. And so then sometimes I can be so laser focused on seeing it that way. And I'm so quite frankly in fear in, in that I'm seeing it just that one way that I'm so afraid to like surrender and to open my eyes to like, it could work another way. So I hope, I hope that makes sense that it's not that I'm like, oh God, it has to be my way. I have to be in control. It's like, I've been somebody for years now who my business is based on creating the results that I want. And so being able to understand or allow in the the possibility that it could happen in a way, the, the result that I want could happen but in a way in which that I couldn't guess now, like that's hard for me to wrap my energy and brain around, right? Not because I don't want to, it's just difficult for me. And I'm, I'm working on it. I've spent hours working on it. I've spent thousands of dollars working with coaches. I've done a couple other things that I need to talk to you guys about at some point. But my point is, is like my intention is truly to be able to like let go and trust that like I get to get what I want in all aspects. And sometimes that means that people, circumstances are going to surprise me right? They're going to surprise me. And uh, I don't know if I shared this with you guys on the podcast, but during my trip to Miraval, I did this. Uh, I had never like, not that I had never heard of it, but like I had never entertained doing it before. I did a Thai massage, but it was a Thai massage in the hot tub. Um, and it was funny because I went to go get a normal massage that I get there and they were all booked that day. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, it was like last minute. I was like, if they have it, great. If they don't, it wasn't meant to be, I'll go do something else. But so I asked to give the massage if like they have time today for that particular massage and they didn't. And he's like, uh, well, you could try this one. And I was like, no, 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 that's okay. Like I'm, I'm literally like, if 
I've said this before, but like I'm literally, if we're talking about like food, like I want chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese. Like I don't like trying something I haven't had before. Like I want to know that I'm going to like something. And so I'm the same kind of way with massage. Like I like what I like and that's it. And so he like, he offered me, I, I don't remember the exact name of the massage, but he's like, why don't you try this one? I was like, no, 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 that's okay. He's like, are you sure? It's like one of our, you know, customer favorites here. It's about this, this, this. And like, it's all about surrendering control. I was like, okay, fuck. All right. I have to do it now. I know that I need this. Fine. I'm going to do it. And so, uh, long story short, it's a massage where like, you're literally in, they put a floaty around your neck. You're uh, blindfolded. You've got floaties on your arms, floaties on your legs. And like, there's just this person like stretching you out and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was, I was just laughing because I'm like, this is the last thing I would ever intentionally sign up for. Like, this is not comfortable for me at all, but I'm going to, I'm going to experience this. I'm going to allow myself to attempt to experience this as much as possible with, again, like I am not in control. I am surrendering to what happens in this moment. And she had me set intentions before the massage and then kind of revisit them afterwards. And that was really, truly like the download that I had, the thing that just came through for me over and over again, the entire time. And again, I was just of course, correlated with the massage, just in the sense of like surrender, right? But give people, give things the space to surprise you. It was so weird. And I'm sharing this with you because I, I think it's important, but like I was the entire time in the massage, I was so relaxed. And then this thing came up for me where I was annoyed about something, but I was like pre-annoyed. You know when you're annoyed about something that hasn't actually happened yet, but you know, you're at least you think you know how it's going to happen. So you're already like annoyed in anticipation of how you think it's gonna happen. And that's where I was. And it was just odd for me because I don't normally do that, especially like in a massage. I'm relaxed, I'm calm, let alone angry, right? And I was having such a beautiful time. Like it was weird that I was like getting so angry all of a sudden. And again, it was like this clear moment that came in where I was like, you don't know how this is going to go. And so you need to calm the fuck down and give this situation, right? Give, give the universe, whatever, space and the opportunity to actually surprise you because this might go away that you were not expecting, that you were not anticipating. And there, that's like, that's where the magic happens, right? And a couple other things happened at Miraval. Like I had somebody reach out to me about like a speaking opportunity that like was something that I could have never, not that I couldn't have dreamt it up, but it wasn't something that I was thinking about. Right. And it was a really cool opportunity. That was something that like never crossed my mind before. And it was, I don't know, just like kind of like sparked this whole vibe, this feeling and this reminder of how much magic is available to us when we're not actually trying to control every single thing. Right. And so to go back to, you know, again, that girl who started the podcast, she was fucking in control of everything right? She was striving to be in control of everything. She was striving to know how every little thing was going to go. And I mean, I know I've talked about it a lot, but I, I, I mean, I haven't lost a lot of weight since then, but I mean, I guess I have like, I don't know, like let's say like 30 pounds about that. Right. So it's not like a huge amount of weight, but when I look at that previous self, or even when I hear her, she was carrying so much emotional weight and so much responsibility. And I feel like the world felt like it was on her shoulders in so many ways. And like, that's dramatic. Cause again, it's not like I have kids running around or anything like that, but it was, it was really like how, again, that girl felt. And like I said, I'm still working on it all the time and I've let go of a lot of things, but I don't know, there's something about it that it's like one of those things where I can sit here and I can feel like I'm probably doing similar things now, right. I'm trying to control certain things. And I think I have so far to go. 
or I don't realize how far I've come. And then I can, again, see a picture of that first episode, or I can listen to her and I can see that like, oh my God, so much more was on her. And she didn't, she had no idea how much she was, again, shouldering in terms of the things that she felt like she had to know and understand. And there was no compassion for herself. There was no There was no vulnerability. There were no walls coming down. She was guarded as fuck. And she thought, again, she had to kind of like carry the weight of the world on her shoulders, if you will. And so, like I said, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be with it all, but I'm a fuck of a lot farther than I was. And so, again, just like the reminder of how powerful and important it is to just let go of control from time to time, to be vulnerable, to let that guard down, to surrender, to allow, you know, your team members to surprise you, to allow sales to surprise you, like holding that space for all of the possibility, like is really fucking important. And it's important, not just from the sake of, okay, like that's how you're gonna make money, so on and so forth. But like, it's just important for your sanity. It's not healthy to walk around feeling like you have to figure everything out all day long or, you know, in every situation, right? It's not a healthy thing. And so again, I'm, I'm learning and I'm, I've done a decent job of surrendering. And I wish she, again, that girl knew a little bit earlier how safe it is and how okay it is to surrender a bit more, right? I think this is going to have to be two episodes as I'm, you know, continuing on this list because I still have so much more to say. The next thing that I'm going to say, what's the next thing? I've got this whole list. What's the next thing that I'm going to say? Here's the next thing. The coaching industry is bullshit. That's what I'm going to say next. And uh, I want you to hear me out when I say this because I love the coaching industry I think that there is a lot of beautiful work being done. I think that there are a lot of wonderful people inspiring and sharing content and healing, right? Like there, there's so much beauty to it. And so I'm not somebody who is like, I don't know, I got screwed and like the coaching industry sucks because like there's bad people everywhere. Like I hate when people do that. Like there, there, there's bad people in every in every industry, in every walk of life. There are people who suck, right? So I, I don't want to make it be, be this thing where like, again, I'm I don't know, vilifying the coaching industry in and of itself, but more what I mean, more what I mean in the context of all of this is, and I don't know if I've ever really said this publicly to this extent, but there was a time, there there was a long time in my business and my career where I really feel like I couldn't see anything outside of the coaching industry. Being at the top of the industry, right? Making the most money, being the most well-known within this like Facebook ecosystem, I I didn't realize it necessarily, but it was the most important thing in the world to me. I almost couldn't see anything outside of it. And it's it's literally, we're like in a fishbowl. And I don't think we, like many of us even realize it. And again, this isn't a criticism because, or if like you're not seeing it now, because I was certainly there, but my point is, and this is, I don't know, I feel like I'm just being like overly honest with you right now. Uh, as I'm processing some things and just feel called to share it. But, you know, I had a couple different calls and conversations with people this weekend, a coaching call. It was, you know, dinner with a friend. I had a million different conversations this past weekend about the coaching industry and, you know, the people who are making the most money at the top. And, uh, you know, that's true. But then it's like, you also don't hear about how they're getting sued. This, that, the other thing, all the shit that happens. But more importantly, my, more, my point is, is that, when I think, a lo- again, a lot of us are not seeing outside of the coaching space, right? And again, guilty, 
right? So I'm not, like I'll say, I'll say it again, like it's not a criticism, but we don't realize how many other cool things are happening in the world, right? And in terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of media, in terms of investing, all of these other cool things that are happening. And number one, I like, again, I'm like weary to say this, but there's a point for me where like, I definitely, I think especially being in LA where like I've begun to feel almost embarrassed to be a part of it because outside of that fishbowl, right outside of the, the, the pond that we're kind of in, it's not looked at that positively, right? The shouting from the rooftops, how much money you're making and the, just like, again, like the constantly, the, the in your face of the income and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's just a weird juxtaposition, if you will, to like go from thinking that me being, I don't know, surrounded by coaches that were high up in the industry or being connected to them, or again, like making money and being known in that, just that ecosystem alone, like that used to be so important to me, right? Again, without me even realizing it, but it felt important. It felt like this real... I don't know, like real life thing. And then to see now how small the world is, right? Compared to how much else is going on outside of it. And the importance of not getting so sucked into this that again, like we're losing our sense of reality. And forgive me if that point was a little bit messy because I'm like, I'm talking it out as we go here. But I just feel really clear that a lot of things are shifting in my business and I don't fucking want to talk about how much money I make in every goddamn post that I make. I don't want to keep everybody updated on my income every five seconds. I don't want to only lead from that place. I don't only want to teach coaches who are teaching coaches and it's all the same shit trickle down. I want things that I put out there and do to be accessible and I want to make actual impact on the world, right? I want to go mainstream and I want to do all of these big important things and so again I'm saying all of that less so to criticize the industry because it's I'm not going to I'm not going to blame the industry for me being sucked into it right like that's not the way that I'm trying to say this so again my the way that I wrote that the coaching industry is bullshit is like I wish Sarah from whatever it was three years ago just more so understood you're trying to like be the most popular girl in high school When like there's a big fucking world outside of high school. You being the cool kid in class is not actually that important when it comes to like the impact that you can have on the world. We've all, if we're just talking about high school for a second, we've all seen that person who the things that are most important to them or no, let me say it this way. I feel like how they will talk about, you'll hear people talk about the people who are most successful now were the ones who felt like outcasts right? Are the ones who felt weird. And I feel like there's in all of us, this like high school version of ourselves that is trying to keep up with, you know, the the Kardashians and trying to be the cooler version of who we were in high school and feeling as though that somehow validates us. And it just see, it feels so clear to me now. I know that I did that for a really long time. I know that that felt important to me for a really long time. And so while I always feel like I've had integrity in the work that I do, I also know that I got caught up in a lot of bullshit that was not coming from the most healthy, healed place for me, right? And so again, I'm saying that because I wish that girl knew that a little bit sooner, but I'm also saying it for you in case you're in that place right now that I want you to understand being triggered by the girl who makes more money on you than Facebook. Who gives a fuck? 
Who cares? Really, in the grand scheme of things, who actually cares? And I don't mean to say that in an insensitive way, because if you care right now, I get it, because I cared too. But I do just want you to see that, <laughs> I'm gonna share this. And I've only shared this with clients, but I'm gonna share this in, in, in risk of sounding like a psychopath right now. Maybe I'm gonna make Gretchen edit this, I'm not sure yet. Uh, many of you know that I, over the past, I don't even know, like year and a half, um, I've, I love Chris Evans. I never saw any of the Marvel movies. I never cared about him. I didn't know who he was before. Did not care at all until like a year and a half ago. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. And so, uh, in June, they, there was the Lightyear premiere, uh, not far from my house. And I just, I knew it was over there. Like I literally can walk to it. And I was like, I'm just going to go over there. Right, like I'm just gonna go over there. Like I knew it wasn't like me trying to be like a creep. And it wasn't me trying to be like, oh my God, maybe you'll see me through the barricade. Like nothing crazy like that. But it was like, I knew there was something. There was a reason that I, I wanted to go. I just wanted to take a walk by, see what was going on like, from like a distance and just check it out. There was something like calling in me. I, I had to be in the energy for whatever reason. And so I did. Uh, I went over and I just hung out for a little bit and I, I saw him enter and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, I knew, I knew there was a reason that I wanted to be there. And it was like me standing on the, you know, the one side of the barricade. It was very clear to me that the man, the energy part of it, like the manifestation part of like why I went was I was like, I see so fucking clearly that like, I am not supposed to be on this side of the barricade. I'm supposed to be somebody that can get into whatever she wants, whenever she wants. Like I'm a big fucking deal. I am powerful. I am largely influential and I've been playing so small. And so again, it wasn't, I, I knew in going, it wasn't about him. It wasn't about any of that kind of stuff. It was, I'm like, I just, I felt like I, there was a lesson there and I knew that like there was a lesson for me to learn, which is why I went. And that was the big takeaway. And that situation in and of itself has sparked a lot of stuff for me just in terms of moving in a bigger direction and moving in a more, you know, highly influential into a new, into a more, into a more widely influential chapter, if you will, because that's what I know I meant to do. And I know that I've been playing small for a really long time. And I feel like a lot of things are clicking into place at the moment. And so again, I say that to, with this point, because me trying to keep up with the girl who, you know, launched a couple extra things or has this kind of mastermind, who gives a fuck? There are not only big, important things for us to do, but there are cool, exciting things for us to do when it comes to the, the impact, the, the fame, the, the being known, all of that kind of stuff. There's so many more bigger, more important, more cool, more exciting, more fun things to kind of aim for that being the best paid coach on Facebook, that's not it. That's not the most exciting thing, right? There's other cool shit to do. And I just want to remind you of that, especially if you are having a moment where you are caught up in those things, because again, I know a lot of you can be just like I said, just like the girl who started this podcast. The final thing I'm going to do again, uh, uh, this as two parts, because clearly we can't keep going with all the points that I have and I'll have you here for two hours. And I don't want to do that, do that to you guys. But, uh, the final thing that I want to say is that I just want you Again, that girl, I want everyone to know and to be really clear and confident about the fact that like nobody is fucking better than you. There is nobody on this planet that gets to, that deserves to take your power away, right? 
And I want to be clear as I talk about this, that over the past few years, I have had several moments where I feel like I have put somebody else on a pedestal. I made them more right than me. And I feel as though I was in a position where I felt like shit because of it. Right. And, and, and saying I felt like shit was like, is extreme. It definitely didn't start out that way. It was kind of like a place that I got to at certain, in certain relationships. But I want to be clear that I'm truly, this isn't me taking the blame as much as I'm saying that I don't necessarily think that those people are to blame either. Right. I think sometimes you have people that enter into your life and sometimes relationships are probably meant to, I don't know, be wrapped up earlier than they are. Or, you know, as you become more in touch with yourself or more intuitive, you can, you can understand and you can see that like your power is kind of being taken away or you're not standing as tall in your power as you ideally would or might maybe previously would. I don't know. It happens slowly, but and with me anyway, with any situation like that in, with me, I really don't feel like the people were to blame. I feel like it was a situation where I have, and I've gotten better at understanding when it is time to walk away, right? But in certain situations, I hadn't been ready to. And, and it's, again, it's one of those same thing with dating. I, I get faster. I'm more clear on like, okay, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to move away faster now than I used to. I think it's just, this is oversimplified, oversimplified, especially for like some of you, if like this person is your sister-in-law or, you know, a family member that you feel like you can't necessarily turn your back on or get out of your life, but to oversimplify it for a moment, you don't have to spend time with anybody who doesn't make you feel like your best self. It's, it's that simple, right? The relationships that I've had with, and this is mostly like, again, like a coaching thing, or maybe like, I don't know, other people like I've met through the industry, things like that, where again, I'm not even blaming them, but I allowed myself to feel wrong as compared to them. I'm not as this as them, or they do this better than me and I have to step up so on and so forth. It has been easy for me as I'm my, just like I'm talking about, like my guard being up and being in control all the time. My go-to with anything is just to assume that I did something wrong. This is a, this is a weird side story, but I'm going to just tell you real fast. I've been having like issues with my breathing for, I don't know, I guess six months now or so, but I've been working out really consistently and I'm, I would, I was just noticing that like, I still get so winded. Like I still get so, so much more out of breath than I feel like I should be considering how much I'm working out. Right. And like, as it went on, as I was working out more and more, it was like, maybe, maybe actually, maybe there's something wrong. Oh, maybe I should actually like go to the doctor. And so lo and behold, I went to the ENT a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I have a surgery procedure happening next week. There is actually something wrong with my nose. And so not the sexiest story that I could possibly tell you. But the point is, is that for six something months, it never fucking once occurred to me that like it could not be my fault. It's you're not in shape enough. You're not this. You're not working out hard enough. You're not doing enough cardio. The concept that it wasn't my fault didn't enter into my brain. And so I'm using that as an example of I'm really hard on myself. So the moment that I hear or like I feel as though, again, there's something that like I have to fix about myself or there's somebody who is accomplishing or doing something in a way that I'm not, my automatic response is to, again, like discipline myself, to beat myself up, right? And 
that being a pattern for me in a lot of relationships, mostly with women, to be honest with you, not, not so much men, in a lot of relationships in my life, right, it has led me to often being surrounded by people that did not make me feel like my best self. And it's nobody else's job. I don't know, we're talking about like love. It's nobody else's job to make me feel confident. It's nobody else's job to make me feel attractive, right? Like those are inside jobs. Absolutely. Like those are things that like it's my job to do first and foremost. But when I wasn't doing that job, and then again, I was surrounding myself by people who made me feel again, like I was wrong about certain things or less than in in whatever capacity, of course it wasn't lending itself to me being my best self, my most confident self, so on and so forth. And like I said, this is not like a blame game kind of thing because I'm not attempting to like blame anybody else for my own, you know, journey with confidence. But I just say that because I've learned the hard way that the moment that somebody stops making me feel like, or, or because I don't even like to say making me feel because that just feels like that's such a lack of a loss of power, right? Like nobody can make me feel anything. But if I'm surrounded by somebody and I all of a sudden feel less than, I feel small, I feel, you know, less smart, less, less whatever, right? Like I'm not saying like get rid of anybody in your life that's, you know, you know, the whole expression, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I agree. But like, because you want to surround yourself by people who are smarter in different ways, so on and so forth. So like, I don't know. I hope you hear what I'm saying here. I'm not saying dismiss anybody who's, oh, God, she's got, she's got nicer hair. She's out. Can't talk to that girl. That's not what I'm saying. But I just really feel like I have this new standard for like the only people in my life are the people who see the best in me and make me see the best in me as well and are, you know, curious about certain things, not judgmental, right? I'm not allowing myself to be around anybody that, I don't know, makes me feel judged or makes me feel criticized. Like it's just a new kind of standard that I have for my life and for my business. And it feels good in that I'm not doing it in a way where like my guard, my wall is up the way that it would have previously been. It's just more I'm surrounded by people I can be vulnerable with and I can actually tell them the messy shit and they're not going to make me feel bad about it. They're they're, going to be there to support me. They're going to check in on me. And so, so I don't know, it's just this whole new level, like I said, of vulnerability. And so the ultimate point for, for this, for this sixth point here is that I just know that so many of you are spending so much time and so much energy giving all that power that you have within you, all that magic that's there, that I know it's there, and you're letting people take it away, right? Really easily. You're having, you know, you have a great idea and you get on the call with your coach and like they knock it down. And I mean, I knock down ideas sometimes and I'm doing that because that's what I feel like I get paid to do to like, okay, here's how we can make it better. Or here, here's, here's the more, can we lean towards the more strategic thing? But like, I always say to my clients, like what you, what you believe is true. What you believe is going to work the best is going to work the best. I'm here to kind of guide you and support you and to tweak things. But my ultimate job is to make sure that you are coming back to your intuition and like the magic that you possess and you're owning that. And so if you are like, this is the way you do it, because that's, that's going to be the thing that's the most successful. Right. But so again, my point is like, if you find yourself like going to, 
I don't know, your spouse, your, you know, your friend. And like, you come to them with an idea or you come to them with a feeling or anything. And like, you are constantly getting shut down. I just want you to understand here that like, this is where I would just assess the way in which you're possibly putting other people on a pedestal. You're putting, you're making other people more powerful or better than you. Right. And I want you to know and understand that like you deserve to surround yourself with people that are, it's again, this like weird level thing. It's like, we can look at people as like they're above us or below us, which sounds really fucked up. And it's not as though I've ever intentionally like measured people in that way. I've measured myself like a, you know, a self-conscious thing, like a insecure thing, like checking where like I measure up with certain people. Right. And like, I'm only willing to surround myself with people who are like on the same playing field in the sense that we both have we both have our moments. And again, we're willing to see each other and nobody's perfect versus the perfect person who wants to be perfect and maybe feel, make you feel a little bit like you are less so, right? Like I feel like I've been surrounded, uh, not surrounded, but I've experienced people who feel like they want to lift people up, but only to a certain extent. No, you can't go that far, right? Like they kind of almost, uh, and, and again, some compassion to them because I don't think they realize that they're doing it, but feeling like uh, they have to keep people I don't know, below them, if that makes sense. And so uh, that point I know could be a little bit messy and forgive me because again, I wanted to speak to you and share with you in, in as raw and as honest of a way as possible. But I know how many times in this journey I have given my power away to somebody, uh, somebody else, something else. And I'm, you know, I'm sure it's not a perfect journey from here, but I do feel fairly certain that I will never fucking do that again. I feel fairly certain that I will never fucking do that again. And I want that for you. Again, I want you to know how powerful you are. And I want you to refuse to, and when I say surrounded by, unfollow people on Instagram. If somebody is making you feel like shit about your body, if somebody inspires you, right? Oh, this girl's working out all the time. You know, she's got these great biceps and that's something I want to start working on myself with. And, you know, it really inspires me. It motivates me to watch her, her workouts. Go for it. But if it's somebody that makes you feel like my arms aren't good enough, unfucking follow. Unfollow, right? You, again, you deserve to be exposed to the things that make you feel better about yourself, not worse. And I don't know. I just, again, I want you to know you're worthy of that. And I want you to make it your mission to uphold that for yourself because we need you powerful, right? We need you at the top of your game. We need you the most authentic. We need you as the most certain, confident version of yourself because that's where you're going to make the most impact. Keeping you small, that's not where you're going to make the biggest impact. We need you as yourself. And so again, you being able to make it your mission to see the best in yourself and not, again, allow people to to push otherwise is really important. And I wish I had felt worthy of that sooner. Um, but I know it's something I'll carry with me now. Okay. So I hope that was helpful. I will share the uh, second part of this next week. Again, it was a little longer than I planned on, but uh, hopefully helpful points for you. I appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would really, really, really appreciate it if you took the time to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps the show a ton and I would be super grateful. 